gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Boom. We're straight into it. It is music news time, of course. The first of 2023. It is, it is. That's what that jingle means. If this is the first time that you've listened to us, uh, that's music news. This is where we're going to unpack a popular, well, not even popular, just a music story, <laughs> a story that we deem relevant that relates to Australian music. If it's not going to get clicks, we're not going to talk about that's it. That's right, that's right. We need just one line. That's all you need. Uh, no, we're going to be talking about the um, ill-fated for some, still fun for others, Splendour in the Grass Music Festival, which took place in 2022 last year, back in July. Uh, if you weren't aware of, of, of exactly what went down there, it had its fair share of issues, most of which, but not all, were caused by some pretty extreme weather, which struck uh, the festival site in the wider Byron Bay region uh, on the Thursday night, which was the first night and kind of day they allowed people going to set up campsites. Um, the, the the I was there and the weather was extreme, to say the least, for that night. It was just... Um, a, you know, rolling sequence of cells that would come over the top um, and just bring with them torrential rain and gale force winds and it would do that for, you know, half an hour or so and then it would go away for an hour and then it would come back and do the same thing again and again and again all night. Um, so uh, as you can imagine, when you've got tens of thousands of people setting up campsites and then planning to go and walk into a music festival, it uh, causes a lot of mud and a lot of logistical issues. They also had... Uh, a surplus of tickets sold and and not enough volunteers and flooded campsites. And all of that meant that on that first night, that Thursday night, that if you didn't get there early enough, we were lucky enough to get there in the morning. But if you didn't get there, you know, kind of around lunchtime or a little bit after that, then you were uh, subject to these massive, massive, massive traffic queues. Some people were in them for 12 hours before being told to go home or turn around. Mm. Others... Uh, ran out of fuel while in line. They waited for so long. Um, it was, you know, chaos for some. We were pretty lucky, all things considered. We still had a good time, but definitely walked past some campsites where they clearly weren't um, somewhere underwater. And, of course, so many people didn't get let in because of the traffic issues and allocation and lack of volunteers and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, those traffic issues are in part why the parent company of Splendor in the Grass has been hit with a $100,000 fine. But I, before we go a bit into a deeper dive on that, I just want to quickly touch on, I've been looking at getting a like gazebo, right, for when me and my partner go camping. And the reviews that I was looking at on some of them, I was like, oh, I don't know if they're any good. You know, they say they're durable. Some of them said they were, you know, anti-pooling technology and all of this sort of technical stuff the reviews and there were photos of people who had set up these gazebos, some of which were at Splendor. And they said, this gazebo is worth it because it got me through Splendor. It would stood the crazy and wild weather and four days of walking around in a mud pit, essentially. So five-star reviews for all around for this particular gazebo. And I just found it quite funny that, you know, it's such a, obviously the conditions you were there were quite, awful i mean the first night got cancelled because of yeah. the weather that now it's sort of turned into a positive spin in a way well, for a five-star yeah. review for a gazebo that i was looking at and now obviously with this fine it's come up again in the news but i just wanted to share that quick story well, if you're the manufacturer of that gazebo you're going to be thrilled that's about as good a review as you could hope for because it's clearly not someone from your company just jumping on their google yeah. account and writing something this is somebody 
who actually got to test it out. So did you buy it? I haven't yet. Okay. Are you going to? I, I plan to. Okay. Yeah. Not based on that review solely, but it didn't hurt. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Hurt. <laughs> what will hurt though is yeah. the pockets of <laughs> Splendor in the Grass and the parent company after that $100,000 fine. Uh, and it's... You know, obviously it was frustrating for those who had to sit in line for 12 hours, get turned around, run out of fuel, all the stuff you mentioned at the top, but it impacted so much more than just those waiting to get through the festival gates. Yeah, yeah. So as you can imagine with events of the scale of Splendor in the Grass, I believe it's about 50,000 people that are there. Um, there's you know a lot of logistics and a lot of planning that has to go into place. And part of that is a traffic management plan, which you know a lot of events do that have any relationship with traffic or roads. And uh, basically this fine has been issued. It's $100,000. It's because of a failure to comply with their traffic management plan, which is something they would have had to produce, submit and get approval for from the respective kind of local governments and councils or, um, I mean, in this case, the fines come from the state government. Uh, but, you know, whoever whoever they're coordinating with to get this event happening, they're going to have to submit that in order to, you know, get the go ahead. So when you submit something, you say it's going to go like this and it goes completely different. And in that case, it wasn't just, you know, a little bit different. It was a lot different. It was queue stretching kilometers. It was for 12 hours. Um, it had great, great impacts on people that had nothing to do with the festival. Um, and this is why the fine has been handed down. Um, because the, the weather obviously played a really significant part in this. Uh, and that's not to be understated. It was definitely not what was expected um, and hard to prepare for. However, they did have a lot of other issues, one of them being that they sold uh, too many tickets um, for kind of what was available and, and for that traffic management plan. And so you're always going to get extra people. It may have worked had there not been the weather issues, but the weather issues exposed that problem as well. Well, you even said that there were really long queues just to get a drink at the bar. Yes. So obviously they had oversold the number of tickets and you said they were under-resourced in the sense that there weren't a lot of volunteers yeah, at the festival as well. And, you know, all, all these things do play a part, but at the end of the day that they had a plan and it didn't go according to plan and it had delays. I mean, it hurt school children coming home on that Thursday afternoon. They were delayed going home and that's part of where that $100,000 fine is going. It's being split between 10 of the affected local schools in the area. Uh, they said it'll be up to each individual school how they decide to distribute the money. Uh, and a spokesperson for the New South Wales Department uh, said that we place strict conditions on events such as Splendour in the Grass for a reason and organi organisers need to abide by them. Traffic queuing resulted in short-term but significant traffic delays to the community, in including school children. After considering all of the options available to us, we decided that the best outcome for the community is for the company to contribute financially to improvements to nearby schools through an in enforceable undertaking. Yeah, and I don't think anyone can complain too much about that. They definitely have to have some liability for what happened and it definitely could have been managed better. Yeah. Um, the volunteer issue was... Real and, and uh, the issue is the way volunteering works at festivals like Splendor in the Grass is that you will volunteer in exchange for a ticket to the event. So you'll have to do, you know, 15 hours of work or whatever it equates to, eight hours of work, whatever it is, over maybe a day or two or three days and that then grants you entry into the festival. Tickets are usually worth four or 500 bucks. So, you know, you can do the maths as to whether you think it's worth it or not. 
case by case. But uh, what happened here is I had all these volunteers lined up, probably probably not enough uh, regardless, but so many of them didn't rock up because of the weather. Um, you know, they're just hammering down. They made the call, well, I don't need the ticket. I'm, I won't go to the event anyway. And so what that meant is the manpower that they were counting on to help, um, which is, you know, used considerably in terms of getting people actually into the event, into their allocated campsites, comfortably set up. You know, you know what people are like. You know, <laughs> thousands all trying to drive in with their car and set up. You need to be marshaled. People need to be, you know, organizing and coordinating that. So when you lose that or a significant amount of, that manpower, then, yeah, it just led to these kind of cascading problems which resulted in the queues that we saw. Um, but in terms of a fine, how it's how it's issued and where it goes, I think most people could be pretty happy with that because often the, the criticism of fines is, oh, you know, it's just going into government coffers, blah, blah, blah. But here we can see that it's actually going directly to the schools um, and which is, you know, directly going to benefit children um, in a way. And $100,000, I'm sure they can kind of manage that they run some pretty big events though the industry isn't hugely profitable um splendor and the company that runs splendor and falls they they run pretty successful festivals so a hundred thousand dollars they can manage ten thousand dollars each to ten schools that were impacted the children benefit you know punishment served lessons learned and uh, hopefully we never see anything like that again yeah i mean you can have some sympathy for splendor because in a statement jessica Ducro, who's the co-CEO of Secret Sounds, who is the parent company of Splendor in the Grass. They sort of said, you know, the weather event was any unlike anything they've seen in their 30 years of presenting festivals. They had plans in place. It was all approved by, you know, the local emergency management committee and a bunch of other local traffic committees and local organisations were all on board with the plan. It just with the weather combined with the lack of volunteers combined with just people getting up all at the same time. Because, you know, those four-day festivals, in theory, you could have 25% coming on Thursday, 50% coming in on the Friday, then a few stragglers coming in on the Saturday, depending on, you know, working commitments or just other things going on. It sounded like the bulk of people were coming in all on that Thursday evening, plus, you know, with all the everything else going on. So you do have some sympathy for Splendor, but I do think the fine was fair enough. And as you mentioned, going to a good place. Yeah, definitely. And, and you know, they they do have to – there has to be consequences for when these things don't go right. Otherwise, other events can get away with similar stuff, not abiding by the plans that they set. That's why they put so much effort into this. Um, but, you know, the mud does hit the fan sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> You're so proud of that one. I was. It was in my head. I was waiting for a window. I had to get that one out. But uh, no, and, and for the record as well, um, Jessica DeCrew of um, Secret Towns did apologize and they have apologized yeah. for it. They're not um, pretending that there wasn't a problem and that they weren't responsible. Um, but yeah, it's it's good to see the money going to the children. Uh, and yeah, like I said, hopefully we don't see anything like that again because um, – we had a good time, but I know a lot of people didn't have a good time. You were um, one of the lucky ones. We were one you of the got lucky in early ones. enough. That's right. That's right. So, uh, yeah, onwards and upwards it is for festivals in Byron Bay. Uh, and rain, rain, stay away, please, when these things happen. <laughs> uh, if only it were that easy. Uh, but that is the music news. Our first one back for 2023.